All right, the time is 9.42. I am your host, the K-I-Z-O, coming to you live all the way from downtown Atlanta. Um, today's topic, sexual identity. How do you identify your sexual orientation? Are you straight, heterosexual? Are you a lesbian? Are you a gay man? What, like, what, what do you classify as? So before I kick things off, because of the nature of the topic, I would like all my listeners to know that this is a safe space um, we will try our best not to offend anyone, but at the end of the day, I want to get to the bottom of all these different things that we need to discuss tonight. So, again, my name is Kina Adu. I am 24 years old, 25 in two weeks. Woo-woo. And I am a lesbian. I like girls, if that's the term we're using. That's, 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 I believe that's the title, so um, we're going to kick it off to my left. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yo, my name is Jeffrey Taylor. I am from Southwest Georgia, America's Georgia. I'm 25 as of this past Sunday. <laughs> as well, how do I identify myself? I think that the last time I was here, I'm safe to say that um, I'm bi-curious, uh, curious uh, with females. <laughs> he want he want to see. He, I, I I ain't gonna say that. Right. He want to see what it do. Right. <laughs> uh, my name is Markwell Styles. Um, 29 from Atlanta. Um, I live an open swingers lifestyle. Um, couples, women, unicorns, that's what you want to call them. Unicorns. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to be some unicorns. I got to figure out what type of unicorn. Oh, gotcha. What is that? A, her, we shall link. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am Jalise, 25. I, am, I identify as a straight woman. I like memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm from East Atlanta. East Atlanta. <laughs> That's East Atlanta. Zone 6 and or... What's, it's just 6, right? Ain't no other numbers? Yeah. No, just 6. Alright, Zone 6, East Side. <laughs> My name is Queen. I'm 25. I'm back again from the other time. Also from East Atlanta. And I am openly bisexual. And I think you would uh, identify me as androgynous too. Most people. Might. Androgynous, okay. Gender fluid in my. Did you say gender fluid? Yeah, I say. People might say I'm gender fluid, because. You know, Sound like water to me. Ain't no wrong water. Right, you know, <laughs> I like. I just took a shot. <laughs> Shoot, awesome. Right, I love water. Right, I mean this. Shh. They need to know that. I'm Thelma, I'm 29, I'm from Nashville. I moved here not like what, two years ago. And I would say I identify as bisexual. And there's other terms I go by, demisexual and poly. Also trying to look into that poly lifestyle too. I got too many bills. I need, I need a third. I need three. I need two of y'all. Who wants to be a man? I'm saying, my life got better after it. Like. So I've heard. like. <laughs> I'm really here to listen today. I need to learn some shit. Uh, I'm Nathan. I'm from Southwest Atlanta. I'm a straight male, but I would be open to bi-romanticism if I ever met a guy that I could get romantic with. I'm not against that, but I'm sexuality-wise, I'm pretty straight. I couldn't imagine, you know, getting tip to tip or nothing like that. So, <laughs> so, yeah. 
Just the tips. But, but, <laughs> romant- <laughs> but well, romantically, I'm not opposed to you know loving a man if it, if, if one ever came across that I could. So yeah. if you felt it in your heart and that's what your heart right, tells you right. to do, you go see that's yeah. yeah. Okay. I am well my Instagram name is underscore yo the number four Danielle and I am a 24 year old cisgender heterosexual female and that just means I was born a woman I am a woman I identify as a woman and I like men and so far I guess I don't know if I have this well my teammates I play rugby, they're all lesbian, gay, bisexual, and everything. And apparently I have gay tendencies, and I've, <laughs> I, I don't really know what she was meaning when she said that, but I have, I'm a heterosexual woman with gay tendencies. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Alright, so with that being said, it sounds like we pretty much got a wide variety of different um, sexual identities in the room. Some I personally have never heard of. Androgynous, some about water fluid, uh, bi-romanticism. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm almost like a student here. I need to learn because before I, I, all I knew was uh either you're heterosexual or you're you're homosexual. You know, so I'm really here to learn. So before I, I, I get we get into all that, I, I just want to ask ask the room if somebody could answer me. Um, it's a basic question. Do you believe the reason why you identify sexually the way you do is due to nature or nurture, the way you were raised or were you born with these feelings? Romantic feelings or sexuality? Either way, whatever uh, leans you towards what you attract to. Well, typically it's, it's understood as both through plenty of studies that with, you know, large numbers, especially in 2008, had um, 20,000 people studied from childbirth, they had picked them out from the study, Exper- experimented with them over 18 years, not like they, they observed them over 18 years, and it was shown that neither neither nature nor nurture could solely be like conceived as the reason to why they were sexualized away or romanticized away. So it was generally understood as both through several studies they did. But that was 10 years ago, so. <laughs> In my own personal experience, I was attracted to cis men, but lately I'm not. Yeah. Because they don't true. give me what I need emotionally, being demisexual. I need to have a bond with someone, an emotional bond, to be active with them. So I'm mostly attracted to like cis women and trans men right now. I was attracted to cis men, like I but now it's just like no. Nah. So I think for me it's like experience and emotional needs. Mm-hmm. It can change. I mean, I feel sexuality is pretty fluid in itself. It can change depending on how you're raised, what you've gone through, all sorts of factors. Okay, just to clarify, um, this was some of these terms because our audience might not be familiar with right. the, uh, many of them. Mm-hmm. So, cis, just to clarify with me, means you identify with what you were born as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you're attracted to what you are supposed to be attracted to, according to what you were born as. Like, if I'm born a woman yeah. if, and I'm cisgender, then I'm attracted to males. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for the, for the term of like reproductive survival, what you were like biologically inept to be attracted to is what cis is considered. Yeah, because you could be cis and lesbian or cis and queer. You just identify as what you're assigned as birth. Mm-hmm. Like, they put female on the paper, you live your life as a female. Okay, interesting, interesting. 
All right, so anyone else? Okay, so I believe the question was nature or nurtures? For me, and this is Queen, my Instagram is one queen, number one, K-U-E-E-N, anyway. Um, I think that it was kind of sort of uh, for nurture, it was nurture for me because um, the relationship I had with my, my mother was strained and I don't feel like I had adequate um, hugging and female affection, affection from a female adequately and uh, that's kind of what lead me in the direction of wanting that relationship with another female and it just became something more you know it, the attraction form but for me I think it was definitely more nurture than nature because by nature and by what I was raised and what I was taught I went completely against that you know what I mean so that's just me now it's interesting that you say that I'm Jaleese um, just blades underscore J U S B L A D E S underscore. But it's interesting that you say that um, because I feel the same way. But in my nurtured aspect, where I didn't get that love and hugging and affection from my mother, it made me um, just that much more want to seek that from a man. And I mean, I've had my father in my life, and I have brothers and all sorts of. Uh, uncles, all that good stuff, but it it definitely the nurture of that it it just it didn't make me attracted to a woman. I see that I see that repeatedly in women, and I don't know if that's just in my family, but you know it doesn't seem like they're just the women are just not as affectionate. I mean, I think to even take it a step further with me, my father wasn't there. But my mom was there and she wasn't affectionate. Okay. So I seek the affection from a female and I didn't really care about getting it from a man because you don't miss what you never had. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, on that topic, it's kind of a combination of both. Like, um, I had my mom, I grew up with my dad for a little bit, my dad passed. So I saw the aspects of being an athlete and being a good athlete, I was handed pushing on the platter. I was handed like, hey, you know, you're an athlete, this is what I can do. Like, and that was the most dangerous thing they could have did for me as a high school student. Like, it was just woman after woman after woman. So, you know, it became like, that was what was expected. And so I lived that like, hey, I can do what I want to do, how I want to do it. And trying to get that loving aspect back into it. Because I mean, my mom, we had a great, like, we had a good relationship. I mean, she helped me and kissed me all that normal parenting things. But I still seek, because even for her, like, I watched her go through a plethora of relationships as I grew up, so it was always different dudes in and out, and so I never saw the stability of just trying to be with one person. So, I guess it's common. Jeffrey, how do you feel? What was the question again? <laughs> do you believe it's the way you sexually identify yourself? Do you feel like it's due to uh, nature or nurture? How you were raised, or did you born feeling the way that you do? Oh yeah, completely uh, both the ways. To be honest, quickly. Uh, I had the moment at seven years old where I kind of had that crossfire with a guy. Uh, we were the same age, and basically, uh, up until that point, my sister she was drilling. She was kind of you need to be with this church girl. It was it was her little her little mentee. She was kind of like, you need to be with this girl right here. You need to be with this girl right here. And so I already had that. So I feel like that's kind of like 
the, the nature part of it in a sense. It was kind of like male and women supposed to be together, raised up in the church, a uh, small city and everything, Christian beliefs and everything. Like, this is what you're going to do. This is what the girl and everything. So basically on that day, I tried both of them at seven years old. And it was like scissoring or whatever you want to call them, but it was, it was both of them. It was kind of like... Wait, I didn't know boys for... Uh, I didn't know... So basically, we're... Um, I didn't know boys for scissors. Uh, maybe it's a different terminology. It's typically like, pegging is what male on male is. I guess that's what it call it. Wait, what? Female on female is just stroke it on top of each other. At seven years old. At seven years old, y'all are pegging? At school, hey, real shit, as a kid, we used to build, like, little tents in the house. And if it, yeah, yo, we've been doing all type of crazy stuff. So... So so basically at the end of it, it was just, so kind of like I identified with both in a sense, but I just um, led to the males a lot more, so that's what led more, but I knew that that it wasn't normal, I guess at the time, what I was doing in a sense, but I knew for myself, like growing up, like I didn't want to be confused because I was already hearing about the molestations, the rape and everything. So I was kind of like, Jeff, you need to know which one you want now for yourself. So that's why I did both in the same day. It was kind of like, you need to know. I went back and forth to the room. I went back. I was kind of like, okay, I'm about to come over here. I'm about to go back in the closet and everything. And I just promoted more to her. The only thing that I will say that it did is that I didn't go back to the females even more because it, I, it was frowned upon to do both. That's why I felt like I need to make a decision. I felt like I needed to make a, a side. So now at 25, I'm finally able to be like, oh. You know, I think I want to try some. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, it, it was frowned upon. It was kind of like, yeah. if you're going to be gay, be gay. Don't, yeah. don't affect these women now. Like, you know, so that's what it did. So I felt like that was the only thing with, with, with that decision. It was kind of like, I thought I was doing good, but now looking back, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Maybe I should have, <laughs> like those those college. Um, maybe I should have took a female to prom more. You know, I took a female to prom. It was quite lovely. You know, all those years of not dealing with female. All right, that's deep. So again, we have a lot of different. Well, actually, with this one, I want to say it was a lot of different. A lot of y'all pretty much y'all said it was both, but from what I was listening to, for I heard it sounded a lot like uh, nurture, uh, and. Not even just nurture, it came from just a lot of different, I don't want to say say traumatic, but important moments in people's life that kind of led them to, I guess, being as to what they want to be today. Uh, I know me personally, uh, almost the same as you, I uh, had a dad, but he was always out working this at in the third, so he wasn't really around for real. And I had a mom, she was pretty much doing the same thing, and she was not affectionate at all. Like, my dad was the affectionate one, but he also wasn't there. And then also with that, I only had brothers, and I was the only girl in my family for a very long time. When I say girl, obviously I have a mom and grandma. I was the only, like, young girl in my family, so I grew up, like, around a lot of, a lot of boys. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Playing sports, you got to be hard, you got to be standing third, just learning different things. And so um, just looking back and evaluating it, I'm like, well, maybe this might be the reason. For a long time, I questioned myself because I was taught, uh, almost said, grew up in a church of some some of the sort I was taught like you're not supposed to be this way like it was shameful it was like a sin this is bad like my mom had the preacher do a whole sermon about homosexuality when she found out I was I was messing around with girls and that hurt me yeah you know what I'm saying so I, I a lot of people say it's nature versus nurture I I'm gonna go with nurture I feel like it's all about how you're raised and your environment and just what you what you come up around hey I'm Janae from College Park, Georgia. I'm 23 years old. I would say I identify myself as, um, well, I'm into the swingers thing now, but I knew I was straight when I first started everything. But I would say it's nature and both for me. I had both of my parents. My parents were married. Dad always worked. 
my dad was the affectionate one, my mom wasn't, but when I turned about 12, 13 was the first time I started being raped all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And I think that caused me to, when I got to like, concert experiencing with females, because I felt like I was just getting taken advantage of by men, so I didn't want that for a long time. And even then, it was still continuously happening after the fact. So it was like I always see myself in all type of different type of relationships of unhealthiness because it was like me, I got to the point where I didn't really know what I want. So like I got to the point now, I kind of just do it all, if that makes sense. And that's just, for me, that's more my issue. And me, I was raised in church. My dad was a deacon. You know, now he's going to be a pastor. So, of course, it was, of course, frowned upon completely. And since this day, my parents don't even know. All they know is about me being raped. But it took them forever for them to even accept the fact that it happened. I think that's probably why I just did so much of testing and trying and everything else. Because they have finally, and me being 23, they finally have accepted the fact of some of that stuff. So. All right. So, not necessarily off topic, but just a, something I personally just want to know, like, for the people that uh, identify, I guess, different from what they were supposed to be, like, instead of being heterosexual, y'all are homosexual, bisexual, this, that, and a third. Um, if it's not too personal, I want to know, like, how did y'all come out to y'all family? Was it on accident? Did it just kind of happen that way? Or was it like a like a group meeting? Like, hey, I'm licking pussy. Or, hey, I'm like, I'm, what'd you call it? What'd you call it? Touching tips? Who touched the tips? You said touching tips? <laughs> Oh, uh, like pecking is is defined as like um a, any kind of thing entering like you know a man's ass. So that's typically. That wasn't. That wasn't. My bad. But there's nothing wrong with pecking. Do what makes you happy. That's what it's referred to as sexual. That's like male on male sexual. At seven years old, that's not. But no, no, not him. He said he said scissor, and I was like, no, that's like when females men touch each other. Um, all right, but the kick it up, you want to go? <laughs> go ahead. Um, I told my mom first. Well, actually, first I talked to God because I was raised in the church, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I don't know, <laughs> this ain't what they said it's supposed to be, but you know, this is how I feel. But yeah, I prayed about it, and then I went directly to my mom because she raised me. I don't want to hear anything off the street, you tell me out your mouth. Because then if somebody else come at me, I already know what they talk about. You know? right. So I sat on the end of the bed. It was one of them, what you watching on TV? <laughs> the most awkward, <laughs> most awkward way to start the most what awkward. <laughs> but yeah, no, I sat down and I just was like, you know, I know the way that you raised me. I know what we believe. But I have strong feelings about this girl. You see her around me all the time. That's not like me. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, I know what you told me, so this is me being a woman coming to you telling you what it is. And, you know, she was just like, I knew that because I've never seen you interact with somebody so intimately so often. Because I'm very, I'm very introverted. But, you know, I'm saying the girl's like attached to my hip, so of course, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, after I told her, it was kind of like I had to come out to my school, too, because I was very popular at school. And everybody knew who I was, and they saw what I did. And I was very, like, prissy, like nails and all of that, like purse, big purses. Like, I was really with the shit. 
You know what I'm saying? When I met you in college, I didn't see nothing. Exactly. And then it was like, it was like, after I told my mom, I felt free to do whatever I wanted to do in the world. (laughs) So I completely changed. It was like the next day I started dressing like a boy. But it went I went through an awkward phase because I looked stupid. Right, the awkward, the awkward, ugly stuff. I don't really know. Yeah, but I had the whole school watching me. I had the whole school watching me. Word. Judging me. Administration coming at my neck, teachers, students, the lesbians. Right. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> Everybody was like, no. It was like a... Yeah, it was just like, what are you doing? Because it would be like I would be a stud in class, but you know I was singing. But when I get on stage, I'm a whole bitch out here because I'm performing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was hard for everyone to accept. And on top of me not caring at all what they thought, it was just like, what do we do with this? Because she's not she face. Yeah, because she don't She's care. not face. She don't care, but right. we care. <laughs> we give you know? them. So, I mean, I went through a I think I went through the most with the people around me. But my family, I've never been said anything to, but I love you, and I don't care what you do. I'm going to be there for you. Because my mom also said when I came out to her, my um, our family will never, ever disrespect you. And to this day, they've never said anything wrong to me. I don't know if she had a meeting with them. <laughs> or what she did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she, my mama held true to her word. And to this day, no matter who I bring around, no matter what it is, because like I said, I am bisexual. And when I got brought a guy back around, it was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> the head scratching started. Like, these, these kids. These right? kids on. <laughs> but I told my mama about that too. I was just like, just so you know, I'm throwing it back in there. And she was just like, I think you should pick one. But whatever. What can I really say at this point? So, you know, it's like happy. two coming out stories. Because then I had to come back out to society again. I, well, I actually, again. this is Tyrone. <laughs> I was ju- and I was judged again, you know. But at that point, it's like, how can I care about what you got to say? I didn't care in the beginning. Here we are. That's where it's. Mine was the exact opposite. I actually came out to my school first. And I came out to my mom on accident. Because I don't know, like, for me, remember I told you I was the only girl, so I was expected to do, like, I still hung around my brothers and stuff and my uncles and stuff, but I wasn't really supposed to. I was supposed to go do girly things and just go be a girl, like, all by myself, just go find something girly to do and be it. But, like, I always kind of dress kind of tomboyish. I dress weird. I always wear, like, my little clothes. You know what I'm saying? I always walk a certain type of way type thing. And it just became, started to become real uncomfortable for me to wear certain shit to the point where it was like I was changing uh, clothes on the bus and going to school and People looking at me like, but it was like, I needed to be, I just needed to be comfortable. Yeah. And so my family found out, uh, it was the year I was going to prom. I was 17 and I already had a date. I had a little girlfriend. I was taking her. I already had my prom tickets. We already had a lot set up. You know what I'm saying? Only thing I didn't have was something to wear because I can't afford no goddamn $500 suit. So somebody got to come get this suit. So my mom, she excited. She hyped this prom. I'm, I'm the girl. So it's like, okay, we finna go nails. We finna go get dresses. And the whole time I'm just like, I'm just like this. I'm just in introvert mode it's like this isn't finna work i feel so uncomfortable like we walking around looking at dresses she's like what about this one like what about this one very pretty wonderful dresses i would love to see another female in them just not me and so it just came to the point where we were at like the like the 10th store i'm just sitting there like damn near about to cry and she's just like well what the fuck what, what do you what do you want to wear to prom i don't understand and i just whispered like a tux and like a drop of a pen it was just shame walked out come on let's go go in the house I'm in my room just like waiting for a talk, no talk come. All I get is a bunch of calls from different family members. Cause she didn't went and got them group chatted the entire family. I mean, I'm talking family. I didn't even talk, I haven't even talked to you in years. And you calling me, it's like, oh my God, Kiki, I heard, da, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And 
this is why I love my little brother so much because my little brother came here and he's at this point my little brother's only like 13 12 years old so he don't really know for real he worried about his own little little boy stuff and he just come to me he just give me a hug and he was like Kid, I love you and that made me so happy but to this day I'm the black sheep in my family like I'm pretty much the only one that's doing this but it's like once cause I came out to the school first once I got over there I was like okay cool fuck it came out to my mom whether she accepted it or not I was like okay fuck it but after that, it was like, Kina, get comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And once I did that, that was the best feeling. I've never felt so comfortable. Like, I don't give, I say I don't give a fuck about nothing, but it's like, I feel comfortable in my skin, and that's the best feeling I could, uh, have ever wished for in the world. Yeah, I always be comfortable. It's whatever. Right, to the point, I ain't got, I'm so comfortable. I don't got abs. I walk around my stomach out. What's up? I ain't that comfortable. I, 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 <laughs> hey, <laughs> call, call, call me too comfortable, but I'm, I'm feeling good out here. That's what's up. I'm trying to get there. So. Right, right. Anybody else? No? No. You didn't come out to your family? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. no! Oh shit. <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast, do they? JK, LOL. No, yeah, I actually had to come out twice. Uh, the first time it was to my mother, and uh, my father wasn't in my life at the time. He left. Um, but then he re entered my life, and we wasn't talking about it. It was just one of those things where I wasn't dating. It was just, I want to put it out there. So I actually had to come out twice. So one with my mother, it was an easier blow because my sister, she's a stud. So she paved the way for me. Um, she went off to college. She did it a uh, way that I didn't want to do. So basically, I saw her be uncomfortable and introvert, like have this best friend that she was always with. She couldn't tell anybody. It was, she was dressing differently. I was kind of, I don't want to do that. So she came out after she went off to college, the traditional way, I like to think of it. Um, I wanted to do it while I was still in the house where I was going to risk getting kicked out. Uh, I did it at the Bible study. Uh, 13 years old. Oh, that boy got cojones. <laughs> you got cojones. <laughs> really, no, no, no. But no, in addition to that, my mother already knew. She knew at 10 years old, um, let her tell it. So she was just really waiting on me, to be honest. And I guess it just was one of those things on her end um, because I was still doing what I was doing from seven years old all the way up until. <laughs> like, it, is, it wasn't one time day. So, Were you still just so, touching tips? Yeah, or? so at 10 years old, she cut off anybody. Like, no more church oh. <laughs> friends or anybody over. Like, she cut yeah. it off. Like, she because she, she, she knew. Um, but when my father on the other end, but she was cool, she knew. Uh, my father, it was 16 years old, uh, back in the house, didn't know anything about it. Um, actually, it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, I was going through that, that rebel stage with my parents, like, on my phone, still going to church. <laughs> on my phone, you don't pay the cell phone bill. Like, don't tell me you all church. Like, I'm an usher, I can multitask, I can text, I can still watch the church. Uh, she says, get off your phone, and I tell her, yo, I'm about to get my college degree. I'm about to be more successful than you, being dis disrespectful to her. And she said, I got something for you. I have my own car. I go to my boyfriend's house. I come back, and she tells my father that I'm gay. And my room is destroyed. He's basically physically <laughs> with me. And that was her big ammunition, and I respect her for doing that because I was being disrespectful to her. And he did need to know. So, um, yeah, throwing Bibles and everything. Like, it was World War Three in there. So, um, But he had no idea prior to, which was funny to me. But, um, yeah, that was that was the second. The first one was smooth sailing, but the second one, she knew that it was going to explode. That's why she she held it. So it, it went up for him um, to this day. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay. Do you feel more comfortable? Do you feel relieved? Yeah. Yeah, it took him a minute, though. <laughs> 
it took him a long. No, I'm talking about you. Do you feel? Me? Like, did you feel more relieved? Yeah, I I was always want to be open. Like I said, from when I was seven, I always wanted to be like open. I was open with everybody, but my father was the only one that was my barrier, man. So him knowing it felt good. You know, I didn't know how else he was gonna find out because I probably still wouldn't have, still wouldn't have told him. So I didn't see it playing out any other way than physical and all that with my mom telling him like it was crazy because that's the only other person but I'm glad that it happened to be honest you know what's so interesting to me what I've always wondered I mean I kind of have an idea as to why but why is it so much more difficult for males to be um homosexual in I can only speak for America but in America it seems like like a girl is no problem for some reason that's like a fantasy for some dudes or it's like kind of brushed off no one really cares I brought me your hands together <laughs> like you know what I'm saying but if a guy if a guy is even like a little bit feminine or not as masculine as he should be it's like a it's like a shame on him or it's like oh we got to get him right we got to you know type thing Mark I feel like yeah. I can't speak for all communities but I can speak for black community it's like gayness or anything of that nature is frowned upon like, from a little kid, like, my mom whooped my ass. Like, you're not going to be feminine. Like, I couldn't cry. I couldn't do that shit. Like, and so I grew up with this whole tough demeanor. And now that I have sons, it's hard to be like, hey, I have to be like, you know, it's okay you can cry. Like, you know, it's okay you can talk. Like, my thing is, it was so hard for me to deal with women when it came to emotions because it was like, what's wrong with you? Shit, man, I'm good. I'm just going to hold it in. So it's, it's so shunned upon, and it's like, why? It's why really my thing at the end of the day we're all people you love who you love you like what you like you do what you do that doesn't change who you are as a person that just changes what you like to do with people it doesn't change who you are it doesn't change your character or anything else so it's like why is it such a big why is it frowned upon so hard but nobody can ever really answer that question because I guarantee you at least everybody has done some type of dirt some type of whatever my thing is you just have the hardest time accepting it so you want to cast your insecurities and judgments upon other people because you can't face your own demons. That's how Then you said something about toxic masculinity. What is that? Mm-hmm. So that's basically like, you know how when everyone expects a man to be the man, right? So when a man is just trying to be a human in any situation with another man, it seems as like they're 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 being gay, they're being uh, he's not being a man enough. That that whole that box that People put the, the man box, all the the capabilities of a man. You should be able to do this. You should be strong. You should be all that. This being affectionate with another man is not in this box. So do not do that at all. But I just I, when you were saying that when your girl asks you what's wrong and you say there's nothing wrong with you, what's wrong with just saying what's on your mind? I mean, it took me till I was like a good twenty. 26 to be able to just control my emotions be like, hey, I'm not Superman. Like, hey, something wrong with me. Like, hey, I feel hurt. Or it took me that long to really just be like, hey, I can, mm-hmm. I can open up and I can talk. Like, I was literally taught, like, so such things emotion. Like, literally, football, you're playing with a broken foot, like, you're, you're going to play. Like, you're boxing, you're going to box, you're going to do this. And, mm-hmm. like, that's how I was raised. So I didn't know how to deal with emotions. Like, so I just bothered them up. Mm-hmm. And finally, I just learned how to, like, it's cool. I can. Yeah, we don't really teach our children emotional. We don't, um, we don't teach them. We teach them how to how to just suck it up and keep it <laughs> and moving and just grind and struggle yeah. and. But it's no, okay. it's okay. Like everybody goes through these emotions, but the fact that nobody wants to actually Talk about go it. through them with other people who are experiencing the same, same shit. Emotions. 
everybody's just bottling it up, bottling it up, and then all of a sudden you have a suicide when it's like, oh, I didn't even know they were depressed, or they might not even have a mental issue, but if there is an isolation and you feel it, that shit is, that feels more real than you, you reaching out to a thousand people and like only half of them actually care about you. Like, if you don't have somebody that you are talking to and actually being honest with them, and having conversations where you're just able to get your feelings off your chest, that shit is gonna swallow you whole. Like, you have to be able to, if you are in a relationship with someone, you need to be able to talk to them so that they can learn how to love you, learn how to accommodate you, learn how to deal with your feelings just like you learn how to deal with your feelings. Because at the end of the day, when you with somebody, you just wanna feel good. And if this person is not knowing how to make you feel good just because you ain't communicating that, because when they do ask what's wrong, you like think that it's not appropriate to talk about it right now. I can, it's, I just need to sleep on it. Nah, everything don't need to be slept on. Talk about it. If the conversation leads to a solution, what's so wrong with that? Because you're not going to be feeling the same shitty way. So if y'all talk about it more, then that would just like kill all these stereotypes that we keep having. Because everybody's having the same shit. Everybody's like not able to communicate with their significant other not feeling understood by the person that they're in a relationship with but most people think that it's not important that we talk more it's like you 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 feel like most people cut themselves off because they feel like they've been talking too much or but if you're not talking to the point where somebody's understanding you then it's whatever you said was pointless or they're not trying to understand you so that's when you move on but don't just stifle your feelings and just bottle them up because you feel like somebody won't understand you. Are you understanding yourself? Sorry. Rant over. No, that was good. Rant that was, over. That was, that was, like, that was good. That was good. Because I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, the kids that I've been dealing with, like, if honestly, I just talk to them and, like, ask them what's, what's, what's going on in their mind or just what they're thinking about. And then I just, like, give them other options of how to, like, feel better about the situation like they still got in trouble they still gonna get a whipping when they get home but right here right now <laughs> he mad and we had the after school program trying to have a good time and he just can't even let it go yeah, for, and, but you just gotta talk to him and just let them like think yourself through your own thoughts like, just, it's, I believe that's something to say. I did. Um, that was long and I almost forgot. Um, <laughs> no, I almost started crying. I ain't gonna lie about that. But a part of being raised, I feel like, especially in the black community, as a child, you're not allowed to be angry because your parents are gracious enough to raise you. How dare you be angry? I gotta go out here and work and raise you. So, and that comes with a lot. I think that's that just goes over everything. Why don't people come out? Well. I'm not allowed to do this. I need to make my parents happy. I need to do that. This yeah, third. Now, you don't disappoint your parents. Right. You said something really, really good. I was thinking about. I feel like I don't know, Nate. I'm finna chime you in for a minute. I mean, yeah, I can because speak scientifically all day about it. If Oh, it's not even scientifically, it's just more so about this upbringing. So I know in the black community, we are not taught to show emotions for real, for real. Like, we're kind of supposed to always keep whatever's going on, we're supposed to be strong enough to get through it without having to break down. And because, like, we, not, we don't really have time to break down and show all these emotions, which is why we have a lot of secret, like, mentally health issues and things that yeah. are the third. So, but I feel like, and this is just me on the outside looking in, like, this, looking at, like, how other races treat, like, their kids. It's like they kind of, 
they're more open to talking to them about stuff like or getting them help or trying to figure out what the actual problem is like like how i don't know how you were raised or not but do you feel like that's true or do you feel like you were pretty much taught the same i mean more or less yeah i was raised by my black stepfather since i was five years old so i never really had um codependency on two white parents my mom raised me by herself for the first five years of my life doing like two two or more jobs or whatever so i didn't grow up in any kind of traditional like anglo-saxon white household or anything i grew up a lot with my black stepdad who taught me a lot of culture outside of like what i normally probably would have been exposed to so over half of my family life was around you know situations that were like i was culturally diverse on both sides i grew up with um a lot of co-diversity so i'm pretty lucky in that sense yeah but you also still taught like the same like basically the same thing that we're going through like to hold emotions like because the situation around you is always like more important than whatever it is you kind of got going on so you typically just keep it to yourself or or less an an extremity because um my mom probably taught me tried to teach me more about emotional stance because i didn't grow up a very emotional person very much like logically driven so she probably would have tried to care for me more than i was willing to like withhold because I didn't withhold like emotional reception very well. It was very hard to understand people. Um, the only thing I, I really understood or felt comfortable with was information. Rather, I had a really hard time and I, I, I really, really enjoy this because hearing everybody's personal stories and, um, and like experiences and memories is very, um, is very well received by me because it's not something that I typically understand well or receive well. So hearing it all in detail is um, really, really helpful, and I'm definitely enjoying it a lot. Can I say something from the, um, I think, a scientific, well, not scientific, but more of a psychological standpoint on why the black, commu- the black community is the way that it is. Awesome. So, I mean, most people don't like to talk about it, but it is Juneteenth. Ooh-ooh. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> but um, also, I said that because it does stem from slavery. Coming over, you had to contain your emotion because either way we were coming. Being a slave, you had to do what you were told and contain your emotion because either way, that's what the slave master said. Once, when we were not slaves anymore and we were um, in our communities, but our people were being lynched and our women were still being treated any kind of way, you couldn't say anything back to the white man because it was his world. So you still had to contain yourself and keep yourself a certain kind of way at all times because you didn't want to upset the white man. And it came, it, it stemmed from then to now. So coming down the generations, everybody was just taught to teach your children to act right. That's why most black parents teach their kids, when you go out in public, you know how to act. You feel me? And so I think from a psychological standpoint, that is why we teach our kids, our black kids, to not show any emotion, but know how to contain yourself because you were going to deal with every kind of emotion in your face at any given moment because you don't know how the white man was going to act. And I don't mean to offend you. I hope that that doesn't. But that's how that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? You, you didn't know what was going to happen or what he was going to say or how he was going to react to what you said, even if all you said was, yes, sir. You feel me? So you just had to learn how to just be one type of way, which is good, have your good manners. And when you feel some type of way, who cares how you feel because you're just a child? So. I think... Um Maybe we should start giving our children more choices in life. Because when uh, kids without choices grow up to be adults who feel like they have no options or whatever, they feel like they're backed into corners and stuff. So if 
you give your kids more things to choose from, you're still telling them, like, you can choose this book or this book. These are still books that are going to, like, benefit them, but slavery <clears throat> was what? Survival or death. <laughs> your choices were <laughs> live free, fight another day, or die, uh, die another day. Like, what? It, either or like i think we still think that we have to either succeed or get locked up succeed or die from police brutality whatever it's like you either fight or you don't but it's not just those two options it's it's never just that it's it's never just one path or the other path and we keep teaching our kids or just teaching each other that there are no other options. Like when you really don't have a lot of money, you think you really don't think you can go where you want to go. But if you really just think about the money that you do have and try to work that in a budget, like that's still getting you what you want, but a different way. But like I don't know. I think we just teach our kids. You already telling them what they trying to, what you want them to know. Whatever you're not talking to them and actually getting conversation in them so you can understand how they learn. Or how, like how they think, or, or if they are even learning what you teach them, or the sexuality. Right, right. What's right. 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 what I was I was thinking about, like, because this is something. Because I have a, I hate to say it, I have a little nephew. I don't hate to say it, but I just know what's going on. I got a little nephew. He about seven, boy. I see you coming. <laughs> Play uh, over the Himalayas. Uh, I love him though. It's my favorite little cousin. I love him so much. He's so hyper. Do you think sexuality or the different types of sexuality should be taught to your children? Or to children, period. Like, should it be in schools? Is it, some, is it a conversation we should have with our kids? I mean, well, well, sorry. With me being the educator, I would say that, like, for me, I see it. Like, you know, with kids in pre-K, everything else is done. Like, kind of like how you said you see, like, your cousin, you can already know, like, what it's going to be. And some of the kids, even now, they're asking questions that you would think that they wouldn't even, or they shouldn't even know nothing about. But they ask questions. You were seeing them do certain things with certain kids that, and you're like, hey, you're five, but you're already, you know, in yeah, those experiences of, you know, they're exposed to all this type of stuff, you know what I'm saying, at this age. So it's like, it's hard when they start asking you questions and you feel kind of like, for me, especially for me, it's like, I don't know how to answer because on one hand, your parents, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, what they want you to know, but it's saying too, like me, I'm a person who, for my kids and everything else, I want y'all to be able to come talk to me and be able to be the opposite of what my parents were. Mm-hmm. Every conversation was shut down immediately. Like, I want you to be able to come talk to me and say, hey, I know you may be very young, but it's like certain things that you're experiencing, certain things that you're thinking about, certain things. It's better to let it come from home so you understand what's going on, so you learn it from the streets. And, and they tell you all types of stuff that may not be 100% factually true. So but it, it can't just come from the home because, right. like, say, think about how when we talk to our kids about sex. I don't know if y'all ever remember how y'all parents tried to talk to you about sex. This mine was a very short, short conversation. We was listening to the radio. Michael Bazin said something about safe sex, you condoms. My mom turned out the music. Using comments, right? I was like, I ain't even fucking. <laughs> and she was like, All right, it cut the radio back up. That was that was my sex talk. That was it right there. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just talk like that's not talking about sex. If, so if you're gonna talk about sexuality, sex in general, it needs to be a legit, uh, unbiased conversation. It can't be no, no. No, no. It's still you know got to like, be levels to right. it. Like, if you, you're you not going to talk about... parent and anybody. But you can right. still talk about not 
touching people mm-hmm. when they don't want to be touched. Perfect. That's a hard yeah. yeah. rule. Like any kindergartner knows that whether they have sexual influences or not. Like if you're actually teaching them, like no, you're not supposed to touch people if they don't ask you to, or like just teaching them general manners and stuff. The sexual right. con- that stuff is gonna come later. They're always gonna have questions because they already exposed. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm go to Mark because I don't know anybody else's life, but Mark Mark got some kids. Oh, all right. So, how old are they? 11, 10, 2, 2. No, they're not 20s. No, no. But, no. So, in that situation, it's you have to take everything with an open mind. It's like, I'm at that stage where I got two daughters and they're preteens and they want to, I like boys, I like this. And so, the way I was raised, it was like, hey, we, we going to cut that shit short now. But, that's going to do nothing but limit you and put you like, it's going to push you towards the more. So mm-hmm. I had to learn, it's like, I can talk to you because society is already unsexualized. You know, it's in every TV show, music. So they're already getting sexualized as in, then they talk to their friends. So it's like, now I have to sit here and be like, all right, look, so I'm not about to give you no full course about the dude, but we're going to have this talk. Look, you like, well, okay, look, this is this and this is this, but there's a limit to how I have to talk to my 11-year-old compared to my 3-year-old. Like, hey, look, because you know, he's at that point, he want to go grab everybody's rules and touch on his little stuff. Like, hey, man, look, chill out, man, calm down. But for her, it's more of like, hey, daddy, what's this? And I can't lie and be like, well, no. So I'm having that struggle. I'm going through this daily because my daughter, she's like, well, dad, I heard this. And I like this. And so I really have to sit here and be like, yeah. I just hope that you're not teaching your sons and your daughters different lessons for the same I do actually. Why? Man. The reason being, why? Like, I teach my daughter from a male's perspective. Like, hey, why though? Why do I teach my daughter from a male's perspective to keep her away from niggas? Like, <laughs> she gonna run into a No, 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 no. I don't teach her. I don't. Why are you is, a Negro like you if you don't want your daughter to date you? I mean, mm-hmm. who I was. Okay. I, I was I was back at bro. I was that's going that's going that's going wait 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 be careful. Now, when I had that same conversation with my daughter, it's like, hey, look, you need to protect yourself. You need to watch for this, that. Why? Do you understand that's like distract, drastic change in how you, hey, you're going to have some fun tonight, so make sure you have some condoms. Yeah, but I'm talking Don't to my get daughter. No, I'm talking, like, I'm talking to my daughter in the, in the receptive, like, hey, look, you got to protect yourself. You got to know what's going around. Yeah. Out here. So, you know, don't. My thing is, like, even when it gets to that point, like, we have alcohol. You want to get drunk here, take this drink. So, when you get in a social setting, mm-hmm. you know how you're going to react and you're not just taking advantage of something of that nature. So, so I teach why my are you teaching her that she's going to get no, taken I didn't advantage teach her of? You're teaching her that Mm-mm. there are people out there that are going to take advantage of her, but the people out there are just guys. Or not all of them, or just people who have parents who are like not teaching them that particular one in that mm-hmm. sense. Because her mom, we were okay, key example, like me and her dating in college before mm-hmm. she was conceived. I was supposed to go to a party, I ended up having a game, stayed late, I didn't go. Mom got raped at a party because mm-hmm. you got drunk. Not saying that that was your fault, but you, you chose to do that and you got past the limit of your. Of what you, you said it's imagine. not her fault, why are you talking about it? Because that's how I have to teach my daughter because I know what kind of dudes are out here. I have a question. Are you teaching your son to watch out 
Yeah. Are you well, teaching I your teach son you guys, not to do to, that? Of course. I teach him, hey, look, no To watch no. out. Like, yeah. Okay, let's say your son and daughter are at the same party. Are you teaching your son to help look out for your daughter and the other I mean, woman? That's such a drastic age difference. They probably won't I'm just saying. Like, or you're teaching your son for another girl his age. Oh, yeah. I teach, yeah, I mean, yeah. I teach, I teach like, all hey, teach See, like, hey. I'm, that, I'm that dude that's like, it can the situation can have nothing to do with me. But if you're mistreating somebody, I'm probably gonna beat your ass, bro. That's 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 me. I'm that dude. Like I get in, I get in trouble because I get into shit that I ain't got nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. I done got a lot of shit like that. Like, bro, she said, no, leave her alone, bro. And I done really got into some shit behind that. So and that's good. I appreciate you getting into that type of shit because the, the bystander is really. Yeah. I hate to say that's the one who committed the crime, but you saw it happen. Yeah, my thing. You saw it getting ready to happen. You're just as guilty. You should you have to step in. Things are. I guess that's type of situation me personally because I. My little sister's been molested. My fiance at the present moment when we were dating, she had been raped. It had been so many different situations where I've seen it mm-hmm. that I teach you, like, hey, look, no, you got to watch yourself. You got to be mindful of the people around. I get it. You can go out and have a good time with this, but at the same time, you never know anyone's attention. So, hey, I'd rather prepare you for this and tell you the truth about it because I could easily be like, hey, we cool. Ha, 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 he, he, he. Meanwhile, I'm steadily getting you right where I need you to be and... No. Well, let's talk about a less dangerous situation. Um, <laughs> we're not going to rookie her at a party, but let's you say she is in a relationship with the dude. And no means no. no. I mean, no, I'm like, they get, get, she get pregnant. Whatever. Like, I mean, what I is the conversation? Um, me oh, personally. I was, because my, uh, I was like that. My siblings I, are older. My, my, both my siblings are older than me. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. My brother can do whatever it was he wanted to do. That's but my sister was always the no, 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 no. But my brother can stay out, he can have the car, he can do whatever else he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what he, what exactly, because that same thing happens to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's always like that. As the females, we couldn't do nothing. We were told to no, 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 everything, right. no, we didn't do. But my brother was like, oh, go on, do, do your thing, boom, boom, boom. Even though my dad was thinking everything, go do your thing, he did whatever, it was no trouble, nothing. And then it was like, it made me grow up with his understanding of being like, well, how do, why is it for a male that it's cool for y'all to talk to them and be like, hey, yeah, you can go in there and just put a condom on. But for me, right. you know, it's a problem yeah. for me to want to enjoy myself, so be able to have fun, and just be able to cool. Right, because I was going to be on defense mode happen. because of the fact that uh, for, for a guy's point of view, it's cool. You can go out there, put a condom on, whatever like that. But then at the same time, too, it goes back to them mm-hmm. situations where you lay down, Next thing you know, nine months later, here you go. It's a baby. Right, but the like nine months later, now it's just the mom. I'm just trying to get right. It's no, no, okay, so, okay, so, so to, go back, to go back to sexuality mm-hmm. and yeah. children. Thank you, Lord. My sister came to my house, and I had a painting on my wall of a huge dick. It was big. Why you got a big dick on? Because be your best self. My house. You absolutely right. It is your house. But um, she saw the picture, and I had to have the conversation with her. At the same time, she has seen my relationship. She seen me be intimate with the woman. She asked me who she is, and I told her that she's my girlfriend. So I've had to have honest to God conversations with a six year old. But about a penis the, uh, yeah. and about being gay. Because kids fine. ask questions. Right. Keep because kids ask questions. Like, hey, you know well, okay, what well, I'm well, saying? Well, but you said, you said that should we talk to our kids about it? And I, my answer is yes. Because yes. my six-year-old right. sister, I had to have... I, and I didn't expect that at six. Mm-hmm. But even on 25, and she's, right. she is... I'm glad that we have that age gap because I can't keep it all the way real. But I can also be kind of like a mother figure for her and a sister at the same time, you know, we get it both. Either way, so um, I think that our kids should be informed about the differences in sexuality and 
of course, with each child and with each age group, there's so much that they need to know and they don't need to know because I don't need to, I didn't need to talk about where the penis goes mm -hmm. in the girl. You know what I'm saying? But she did need to understand that that is a boy and that is a girl. But I also explained to her that the picture was inappropriate and it shouldn't have been on my wall and it's been taken down ever since. And I didn't realize that until after a child saw it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Kids, should they should know about sexuality because when they interact in the world, they're going to see it. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's I, everywhere. Especially and I feel like now, if she's conscious enough to ask you the question, you should... They're not stupid. Yeah, they're not stupid. Kids are very smart. I agree. You know because one of my students, we have cameras at our school work, and one of my parents actually saw their child kissing another little boy. It was a white little boy and a, and a black... And the black boy. They actually saw them kissing. The parents saw on the camera. They call. They want to have a meeting next week, actually. But they want to talk about it. But prior to then, the mom actually was like, hey, have you seen them doing this before? My answer was like, yeah, I've seen this. So she was like, do you think I should have that conversation? And I was like, as me being a teacher point of view, I can see her and say, like, I've seen it happening. And I've seen other children that have grown up prior to that. I was like, so you, I was like, it, you know, I can't tell you how to parent your child, but I can just suggest that, yeah, you should have that conversation. They can just have an understanding of the world in general. And she was just saying that, oh, well, I think they're seeing this because the uncle and everything else or whatever. And I was like, I'm not sure. I was like, but, you know, you should just have a conversation because, you know, kids this age, you think so they shouldn't know, they know. Like, right. think the stuff you're trying to hide for them, they know. You just like, you're thinking about what you're thinking. So it's like, I say, I definitely say too, I've seen a lot of my students. From girl and girl, boy on boy, all the stuff. Like I, okay. I think it deaf parents should definitely okay. talk to their children when they start seeing signs. Like don't try to deflect yourself from it and stop saying like, "Hey, I don't want to see. It. I'm not going to see it. No, you're not going to do it. What happens in my house? Stay in my house." Like I definitely should definitely have the conversation. Cause I was writing some crazy notes and I, mean, I was like so, six. <laughs> I, my first big whooping ever was writing some crazy notes. You didn't even think I could write this. <laughs> I wrote. Oh my gosh. Um, actually, <laughs> that's funny because I got in uh, my first big trouble with my mom from writing on a piece of paper that I want to have sex with Lil' Romeo <laughs> while I was in elementary school. And then my dumb ass like tucked it under her cover. When she came She's trying home, to make a wish for the tooth fairy? Like, she was just going to bring Lil' Romeo. No, she was like coming in the door, so I was trying to tuck it. But no, <laughs> no, but um, from what she was saying, I, I work with kids as well. Um, but there are some kids not at that understanding yet. So I don't mm -hmm. feel like it should be discussed mm -hmm. in like a large classroom setting. Right. I, I feel like it should be individualized as you see it, you know, what they understand, where it needs to go. Not not everybody needs to, see, you know, see this point of view of it. So, so I definitely do agree that it needs to be talked about with the kids that, that need it. But why wouldn't you like... You all teaching them like the different ways to add. Why don't you just teach them the like everybody? The kids that you don't think are perceiving it are still in contact with the one that has, so they still sharing the information mm -hmm. anyway, whether you see it or not. So I'm just saying, like, if we just like the what we're talking about, it it doesn't need to be like. Like the sexuality of it, they don't need to know about that yet. Like, cause they don't even know what they're attracted to, what what they don't like, their desires. They haven't even processed that information. But like, the, there's a baseline to everything. Like, as far as friendship and being nice to people, and we should start there. Because they want to just be better. I have parents that the parents are two sex same parents. 
or that. So like I've had the other students, they ask, they want to know like, hey, why this little girl has two mommies? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They want to know, and then you have to have that kind of have that conversation without having that conversation that makes sense. Right. And I just tell them about like when I see them doing certain things, I just talk about personal space. Like we we talk about just. Personal space is how we start the conversation. Having personal space, not knowing, don't touch somebody. They say stop, don't touch anybody. But they want to know like why someone has two moms, and I'm kind of like, you don't have to try to break it down to them to explain like, well, I have daddy at home, or why I couldn't make her father uh, make, why she can't make her father's day, whatever, because she doesn't have a father. That makes sense. She has two mommies. So like they, they want to know them questions, but then it's like. Then the parents want to ask. They want to know, like, hey, well, how do you break it down to them and tell them, like, I'm just saying, hey, where I was like, hey, she just has two mommies. Just have, you have a mommy and daddy. She has two mommies. I said, so, you know, that's how it go. But, you know, parents, kids, they're, they want to know so much stuff because for them, they see it. Like, if I might go home and I see my mom and daddy home every day, but if I go to someone's house, I just see mommy and mommy. Not even that. They're kids. You got to right. remember, as a kid, what are you doing? You're absorbing the world around you. Right. You're trying to become this son. person who we are today. We all got this way because we were in different situations we talk to people my about not time 10 most of the information that we have to today no matter what the fuck is about came from a peer or a teacher yeah. maybe a family member something like that but not time 10 not directly your parents it came from the world around you i think that's even more so why it's important to teach children properly and unbiased because if you don't teach them they're gonna learn somewhere they're gonna you gonna learn they're gonna see something inappropriate because they mm-hmm. just like if the parent is scared of it they just pushing the fears like, like nah, don't do that. Don't look at and it. finally when the child realizes oh shit and what do you what do you do when someone not. tells you not to do something? Don't do this. We all this is my basic thing. I like to I like to use as a reference. Is we all why do we all know that fire is hot as fuck? Because we tried. Because we went and we put our hand on something that was hot. And nine times ten, someone told you don't touch that because it's hot. But you're like hmm, hot heat. Hmm. Let me ponder that. What is that? Let me go touch it. Holy shit! This is hot. Now I know what heat is. Now I know this is hot. But now you know. As humans, we're going to go out and we're going to experience things. We're going to try things. We're going to feel differently than some people. But at the end of the day, as as long as you are comfortable with being yourself, as long as you aren't discriminating against another person for being themselves. I feel like nothing else really matters. As long as the way you live your life doesn't interfere with mine, which I feel like it probably wouldn't or shouldn't, then everything should be good. All right, so it's getting late. Got to close out. This was an awesome conversation. I love it. Uh, To close it out, I'm going to quote something that I read uh, from Frederick Nietzsche. I don't think I'm saying his last name right, but I say Frederick Nietzsche. Okay, that's awesome. I know you walking the source over there, looking like a thesaurus. All right, so Frederick Nietzsche says, you have your way, I have my way. As far as the right way, the correct way, and the only way, it does not exist. Yeah. All right. My name is the K-I-Z-Z-O. We This is, has been another great discussion with me and some of my untroubled youths. Catch me again on the first Tuesday. I believe it lands in July. My birthday is July 6th. Turn up for me. Um, And we out.